0: what is up idp army we are back It is defense matters it's your man jordan reigns at 50 shades of drunk on twitter it's first week of the playoffs hopefully you made it your team made it you are headed for a championship and idp army title go out there kick some ass um i it in the, the playoffs in quite a few of my leagues. I'm sure you guys did too. Um, but yeah, happy to be here to navigate some of the start sits going into this week. I'm not going to do my usual like IDP ranking stuff um, just because I know a lot of people are kind of falling out. I'm going to talk about the trends, kind of talk about the leaderboard through the regular season. And then from there, we're just kind of go through, you know, some of the start sit questions I did have today on Twitter And, yeah, we will just go from there. So, uh, as always, guys uh, and gals, would appreciate any uh, reviews or five-star ratings, all that good stuff. If you're on the, you know, iTunes, Spotify world over there, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We always appreciate that. Myself and Steve put a lot of work into this to give you guys some good IDP content through the season. And, yeah, if you want to check out uh, some of my work at DynastyNerds.com, you can go over there and check that out, or you can uh, hop on their YouTube channel. I have a show in my defense on there. I actually just posted a new show last week. So before we go ahead and jump into this week, let's go ahead and break down a little of last week. The top scorers and IDP 123 scoring this last week at defensive line, Justin Houston put up a big old game at 39 points. The old man uh, doing some work out there, 55% of snaps only, but four solos. Two tackles for loss, three sacks. Woo, hat trick, big dog. A safety. He gets safety every now and then. Um, and then three quarterback hits and a forced fumble. So that was a big game for the old guy. Uh, you know, the snaps are still at 55%, so you're really playing him as a, you know, low-end to, you know, IDP flex type option. But he's still Justin Houston. I mean, he's had a, you know, 20-sack season. So uh, big numbers from the old man, and good to see that, uh, you know, as a Chiefs fan too. I'm glad to see him succeeding on, on the Colts, so good for him. Uh, your linebacker top scorer this week was Kyle Van Noy. This is a crazy game. Uh, we had, you know, we went all season without fifty point games, and then we had Joey Bosa put up like a fifty six point game last week or two weeks back. This week we had uh, Kyle Van Noy r- hit that fifty threshold. He had eight solos, five tackles for loss. That's insanity. Five tackles for loss, three sacks, three quarterback hits, and a pass defended. Uh, fifty points for him. Earlier in the season, I think he had, like, what was it, a groin injury or something. But it's good to see him back. And, I mean, he's he's got ceiling. So, that's awesome to see. Uh That that Miami defense isn't all that bad, really. And then your top scorer at defensive back was Micah Hyde. Shout out Bills Mafia. Let's go, Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Bills fan. You all know how I feel about Josh Allen. And the rest of that defense is what's up. But Micah Hyde, he's always a good, you know, def- reliable kind of db3 D, you know, low-end db2 kind of guy but he came through this week was a number one defensive back so kudos to him 30.3 points he had an interception so that definitely made a big difference um well that's pretty much all those are the top scores each position defensive back linebacker and then um defensive line you know not really a lot of real important injuries necessarily to talk about we did have blake martinez get a little bit banged up uh, left the game in the fourth th- fourth quarter, still had a good game. Uh, Tay Crowder uh, had a good game, too. He went to IR earlier this season after a big blow-up game. He had another big blow-up game, so you will want to keep an eye on him if he's on your waivers and you need somebody to plug in this week. Um, you could do worse. So I'm going to go ahead and go through some of my notes and then we'll do some of the questions that I had today. I posted a thread on Twitter. I got a bunch of questions. I'm going to answer some of those kind of, you know, first week of the playoffs, you know, you got to make some tough decisions and kind of look to the future for some people as well. So, uh, but defensive line notes, Khalil Mack played 81% of the snaps this last week, but he recorded no stats at all. Nothing. Um, not what you want, but, uh, life goes on so i probably have a question about him later here what's up detroit beastie Uh, if you guys are on youtube hit me up hit that like button subscribe let's interact let's do some stuff but um if you're not and you're listening to the podcast forum appreciate you there too but it was unfortunate khalil Mack didn't get anything done this last week he's been having a pretty good season uh i'm not the biggest uh khalil Mack fan but it's a bummer. He had a zero this last week. Hopefully he didn't hurt you too much. I know we had a lot of zeros from like, you know, a lot of bad weeks from a lot of guys. this week. Terry McLaren on the offensive side really killed me this weekend. He, he caused me to lose a league or not making the playoffs. But that's that's the point. Robert Quinn, 79% of snaps really didn't do anything. But that shows me he's healthy, I guess. Um, yeah, I said earlier, Justin Houston had a monster week. You always know Justin Houston is capable of these kinds of things. Um, I wasn't telling people I started to start him this last week, but he was definitely uh, in the conversation for a 2-3 situation. And then uh, Max Crosby played an eye-popping 94% of snaps this last week. Didn't really do anything, even against the Jets. That was all Clellan Farrell, which was like super weird flex by him. Um, Literally don't pay any attention to that. But Max Crosby, 94% of snaps, didn't do a lot. But the fact that he's getting that kind of run, I mean, you basically have to play him every week at this point. Um, Probably more of like an IDP flex type of situation. But 94% of snaps for defensive end, just, just put him in. Don't worry about it. Just something's going to happen. Um, you don't want to leave that on your bench. Linebacker notes, we did get alerted that Eric Kendricks actually injured himself in the warm-ups for the Minnesota Viking games last week. So Todd Davis filled in. Totally last second kind of situation. He filled in nicely 11 total tackle. So Kendricks has had some, you know, issues this year. He's been really good, but he's had some, some situations. So I would be a little concerned about this. Um, so Todd Davis, if he's out there. He's definitely worth picking up and playing if you are in a situation where you're looking for a guy like that. Not saying he's a must start or anything, but 11 tackles in his first start, and we've seen Todd Davis put up you know a couple hundred plus, 120 plus uh, tackle seasons last couple of years. So you could, like I said, with Tate Crowder, you could definitely do worse. Uh, Linebacker, notes. I guess, Kyle Van Noy. he had the second 50-point IDP performance um, behind Joey Bosa this season, which is awesome. Uh, Nicholas Morrow with the Raiders led the linebackers with snaps 100%. Nick Kukowski 81%, and then Corey Littleton, the dude who got all that money, uh, 55%. So basically they've said to Littleton, you got paid, but you are a liability, and they're playing Morrow over him. Morrow on sleeper has defensive back and linebacker eligibility um so if he's available you should be seriously considering picking him up and playing him uh in your defensive back spot for sure if you're like a, st- a db streamer i mean like ooh, that's money um but yeah check your check your waivers for nicholas morrow he's definitely probably one of the guys if he's available uh, of many of the guys i've mentioned so far between todd davis uh he and tay crowder i would definitely go morrow um, Langy played 100% of snaps for the Jets alongside Neville Hewitt. Neville Hewitt's been pretty impressive. Um, you know, this last week, week 13, he had nine solos, one tackle for a loss, three assists, a sack, a quarterback hit, 30 point game. Uh, you know, he's since his bye week uh, in week 10, he's had 22 points, 25.7 points, and 30 points. He's had three tackles for a loss, two sacks, a forced fumble, fumble recovery, and 21 solos uh over the past three weeks uh truly an impact player and i was pretty shocked to see when i was putting together the leaderboard which i was doing right before this for the regular season that he actually i'm gonna go ahead and just pull that up so y'all can stop looking at my ugly mug on here um He's actually worked his way into the top 15 at linebackers on the season in IDP one, two, three scoring. He's number 14 on the year. I kind of blew my mind. Definitely kind of shook me, shocked me a little bit. He's ahead of even Patrick queen, somebody that I know we've all been playing, you know, with a lot of gusto this season, he's been having a great season. No, no shade on him, but Neville Hewitt has quietly, you know, soared up the board. So here we are with Neville. Hewitt as a top 15 linebacker. Um, Honestly, he's basically some of the questions that I have, which I'm going to get to here soon. He's he's in there a lot and it's hard to bench him um, even for some big names right now. It's hard to bench Neville Hewitt knowing that he's kind of got that big play upside. Now, granted, I know they did just fire Greg Williams with the Jets. So that's good. So maybe his role is a little different, but we don't know that. I'm not trying to prognosticate that. I don't want you to be scared to play Neville Hewitt. You should probably still be playing Neville Hewitt. But I wanted to point out that he, you know, he's having a better season. than I think people realize um, he needs to get some credit for that. Jordan Brooks, this last week, Seattle Seahawks played 77% of snaps posted 11 total tackles. I ain't bad. Five solo, six assists. <clears throat> so he's out there. he's busy, uh, nothing special, you know, but he's busy. So if he can hit the field again, a couple more times, you know, I mean, maybe he he pops. So, He's on a defense with some guys that got some swag. Um, You know, it's kind of built, you know, the Seahawks defense in my mind is built similarly to the Chiefs defense where they're not built to stop people from scoring. They're built around playmakers who make big plays in big moments. So if the offense can keep the game close, they have these guys. Look at the, you know, look at the Chiefs. I digress a little bit. Look at the Chiefs. You got Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Daniel Sorensen, even their cornerbacks. Watching last year and this year, these guys make plays at the right times in games. They make plays when it counts. Sure, they let people score on them a lot, but when it counts, they can make a play. And they're, so they're not like, you know, the Rams for instance the Rams don't let people score on them you know so it's a different kind of defense they got there they got playmakers Um, you know same thing up in Seattle like I said they have Jamal Adams they have Carlos Dunlop now they've got some corners that can be you know do some things Bobby Wagner but they're not really going to stop you from scoring but they do have playmakers so um, Jordan Brooks might make his way into that list as a playmaker KJ Wright we know he can make plays from time to time he can have big blow up games. And then we all know what Bobby Wagner is. And then last thing on the linebackers, I wanted to harp on was the Eagles linebackers. Alex Singleton, he's a hot topic. Gets New Orleans this week, I believe. Um, He's basically, you should be playing him. He's been playing really well. A couple of double digit. Uh, tackle games over the last couple of weeks um let me double check here yeah 11 5 and then 11 going back the last three weeks in a 15 tackle game before that so he's busy out there uh it's taking a little while for me to really recommend him as a start but you know when you really look at the way his season has been um he's awesome you know i mean he's he's racking up the tackles he's making impact plays from time to time uh so alex singleton should probably be in your lineup as a you know you can play him as a low end one um You know, I'll say it. I'll say it like it is because it's taking me a while to say it. But I want you guys to know you should be, you know, if you have them and you the points are there Um, so you can play Alex Singleton. 100 percent snaps this last week. Duke Riley came in second for the Eagles with 51 percent. And then T.J. Edwards came in with 34 percent. Defensive back notes don't have a lot here, but Justin Reed, as I mentioned last week, he is doing better with the Houston Texans. Um, he's put together a couple of good performances this last week. Six solos and, assist and a tackle for loss. Not his best, but not bad at all. And then Tracy Walker's snap share in Detroit, even though Matt Patricia has gone, has maintained a low snap share this last week, 43%. So don't play Tracy Walker. I hate to say that. Um, we wanted to see what happened when Matt Patricia left. That's what I wrote about in my last dynasty nerds quarterly report. I said, you know, we have to see what happens, you know, with Tracy Walker, his dynasty value is, it feels like it's wrapped up in Matt Patricia. And when Patricia Tr- leaves, he should be holding some of that value that we thought he had before. Patricia's gone. The snaps are still weird. Um, so this season, you might want to call it a wash on Tracy Walker. Unfortunately, that's, that's kind of where we're at. So, uh, as much as I hate to say that about Tracy Walker, a guy that I'm super high on, I believe in the talent. I believe in the ability. He just isn't getting the play time that you need. You know, you can pick up a streamer cornerback. That's going to play hundred percent snaps. It's probably going to get you what Tracy Walker, gets you. It sucks, but that's currently the world we live in. So um, dynasty, he's definitely a hold and redraft. You can't play him. You can, you can drop him for, you know, guys that are on the waiver wire, maybe even in your league, depending on who they are. I mean, 100% snapshare like a Julian Blackman or um, like a Cameron Curl. If he's still floating out there, you should have him. Cameron Curl shouldn't be on your waiver wire, just FYI. Uh, so let's go ahead and transition. Like I said, this week, we are not going to do the rankings. we do things a little bit different. Um, I had to put a thread out on Twitter today, said, you know, give me some of your start sit options or your questions for this week, who you're thinking about rolling out and so i'm going to respond to some of those i'm going to quickly here pull it up on my twitter so i can uh hopefully appropriately cite or shout out whoever it is so you can know that it's your question i'm answering or reading off of okay so first one came in from book of andrew on twitter says patrick queen versus jalen smith Already starting Devin White currently have Queen slated as the other starter. Uh, I'm gonna have to pol- you know politely disagree. I'm gonna go Jalen Smith. Um, he's got 112 tackles on the season, 61 solos, five tackles for loss, one and a half sacks. I bet you know he's due for another sack if we're just being honest with ourselves based on what Jalen Smith does. Four pass deflections. That is you know that's about as good as it gets. Patrick Queen I believe is somewhere down in the. Um, how many overall tackles he's got on the season? I think it's like 97 or 98. It's still a ways behind. Yeah, Patrick Queen is making impact plays, which you do love to see. Um, yeah, Jalen Smith, you know, 112 tackles compared to Patrick Queen's 83. Just stick with the, you know, the, the floor and the ceiling at this point. I mean, you know, you know what uh, Jalen Smith is based on the last two seasons. I mean, he's an incredible playmaker for the Cowboys. That defense be staying on the field because that offense be trash so play jalen smith over patrick queen my dude book of andrew so the next question off of the old twitter verse came in from rip city who was in the chat earlier rip city i'm gonna throw you up here real quick what up jeremy chin with denver this week yes sir uh his question earlier though on twitter was um ola coon or queen Another you know question involving Patrick Queen. I'm going to side with my dude, Voice aid Olacoon. Why? Okay. Olakun has been basically averaging basically it just comes out of points. Um, Ola Koon is averaging more points per game um, than Queen has. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of force fumbles. I know that one game was kind of fluky, but he has shown himself to be a playmaker. Well, all four of those folks came one game. Um, 87 combined tackles. So similar there. Uh, tackles for loss, he's got three. Uh, pass deflection, he's got three. He used to play safety. So if you're on sleeper, he definitely gets an edge in that department, my man, Rip City. But it really just comes down to the fact that he's had a little bit higher of a floor if you just go look at his points per game. um Patrick Queen is I believe like right around sixteen point five seventeen and Olikon's sitting right around that eighteen nineteen range uh so he you do forget you know because his season long numbers are a little low. He did miss a game and he left a game early so for him to even have the numbers he has right now, you have to kind of think he's missed like two full games worth of snaps. Um, so and he's basically pacing with Patrick Queen. So I'm going Olakun there. I know Olakun is like a goofy ass name. Uh, I know Olakun is not Patrick Queen. It's not flashy. It's not cool. It's not exciting. But at the end of the day, Olakun has been getting it done this season in a big way. Um, that's not to throw any shade on Patrick Queen, but you asked, and that's my answer. I'm going Olakun. So the next question. This is a little bit of a, a triple header here. We got one. It's pick two. This is coming in from Thunderfan nineteen eighty four. Randall, Mac, Buckner, or and Barnett, or sorry, not Barnett, Barrett. Uh, trying to figure out which two to roll wouldn't be a question if Mac didn't disappear last week. Yes, alluded to that earlier. Mac had a shit game, completely disappeared. Um, but I'm going Barrett and Mac here. I know DeForest Buckner had a good game this last week, but Khalil Mack has been doing very well in his grading. He has actually been getting home on his sacks. We do know that he is a dynamic impact player. Um, he's not what he was for your IDP teams, but he like he was with the Raiders, but he's still – Doing more, I think, than DeForest Buckner this year, and I trust him more. And then Shaq Barrett, um, I'm going to go ahead and pull this up while I'm chilling here. If you're on the YouTubes, uh, Shaq Barrett is still uh, a top 10 defensive lineman this year. Mack is not on that list. Buckner's not on that list. So he's a 100% locked in start. I know he's had a couple of kind of down-ish weeks um, but you can't let that really, you know, overly affect. I mean, this is the playoffs. Play your best players. Uh, Shaq Barrett is one of the best defensive ends or pass rushers, whatever you call him in the league. If you're watching on YouTube, this leaderboard, it says through week 13. That means the regular season. This is, this is through the first six weeks or this, sorry, 13 weeks of the season. This tells you who through the regular season was the highest scores in IDP 123 fantasy football. You can see that T.J. Watt is lights out far and away the best uh, defensive end or defensive line player. He has 254 points. The second player has the Darius Smith shout out to my cheese heads. He has 199. So T.J. Watt literally has 55 more points than the guy in second place. That's some Travis Kelsey shit right there. That's what you want. That's how you win leagues right there. So if you've been listening to the show, you have T.J. Watt and you got him at a discount. Holla. All right. So. Next question, this is from at just lurking 17 creep, Uh just vibing, though. So he's just lurking, and he's just vibing. Uh, I'm with that, I guess. Poyer or Curl? I'm, I'm with half of that. I ain't with the lurking, bro. Um, Poyer or Curl? I'm going Poyer here. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to pull up. Oh, my dad hates it when I say at the end of the day. But he has 228 points. He's only two points behind Buddha Baker. You don't ask, do I start Buddha Baker? You don't ask, do I start Jordan Poyer? No shade, my friend. Just lurking 17. But it's, you know, the answer is, right. I mean, you know, you play Poyer. Um, yeah, that's a slam dunk. Play him. Uh, next question came in from Common Premier 21. Um, and then he says Singleton versus Kirksey. This one is pretty easy. It's Singleton. Like I said, Singleton has been having a lot of success lately. Uh, 15, 11, 5, 11. He throws in a sack there, a couple of tackles for loss. Um, Kirksey, he had an 11 tackle game two weeks ago, but he had five and seven this last week. Not what you want. He's playing, you know, he's playing super high snap numbers too. I mean, 70, 63 the last two weeks, and you can't get more than what's A paltry 12, 13 tackles for me. Um, you know, my man Singleton's blowing that out of the water, and his offense is garbage. Uh, Kirksey's offense is good, so there's a chance they could go up in these games, and then Kirksey doesn't even see the field near as much as Alex Singleton does. Um, so, I'm sticking with Singleton between him and he and Kirksey. No shade on Kirksey, but it's just me. Singleton's been playing lights out. I won't lie to y'all. Not, not that I'm sleeping on him, but I haven't been hyping him up enough. Uh, but he, he should be in your lineup. Singleton should. So, next question comes in from Press WLS. Nathan Press says, Bench two. So, he's got Deion Jones, Patrick Queen. Bobby Wagner, Neville Hewitt, Cam Curl. Leaning towards Wagner and Queen due to the matchups and the fact that I'm also starting safety Jamal Adams. Okay. Well, like I just said, I was just kind of going on about Neville Hewitt. I can't bench Neville Hewitt in good conscience. So you're playing Neville Hewitt. Um but you're asking who you should bench. So I guess I can just tell you who to bench. This is kind of tough for me. I'm not going to lie, but I believe you should bench Cam Curl. And even though I know Bobby Wagner has not had a double-digit tackle game since week eight, I do not want to tell anybody to put Bobby Wagner on their bench, especially the first week of the playoffs. So I got to bench Deion Jones. Now... You're probably like, oh, my gosh, you're a known Deion Jones hater. You hate Deion Jones. Yes, this is known. Um, And I don't hate him. Like, I just – I'm not a huge Deion Jones fan. But you can't negate what he's been doing the last few weeks. But what it really comes down to is his tackle floor, first 10 tackle, first double-digit tackle game since last season, just came this last week. You know, the Chargers, that's a – Shoot, I don't no i can't tell you to bench bobby wagner bench Deion jones bench cam curl do not bench bobby wagner do not not bench neville hewitt and do not bench patrick queen. actually okay one second i gotta rethink this who's patrick queen play this week no i'm not benching patrick queen against cleveland he had his he started the season now against cleveland eight tackles a sack of forced fumble they're a run heavy team Actually, you know what? Man, this one was tough, and it was tough when I was thinking about it, and I have in my notes here my answer, but the more I look at it, the more the more I think it's Queen and Curl. I'm benching Queen and Curl. I would play Deion Jones, I would play Bobby Wagner, and I would play Neville Hewitt, my man, Nathan. So, whoa that was tough working through that. It really just comes down to, I looked at it, Patrick Queen, while he has been an impact player, the tackle floor is a little bit lower than I thought it was, honestly. But I guess I should have known that I was just talking about how he had 83 tackles a little bit ago. But, um, yeah. So, there you go, Nathan. Next question comes in from Jay Renter. 123 Do you trust Matt Milano over Tyrell Adams, Singleton, or Reader this week? No. Heck no. Matt Milano is... I mean, he is a break the glass IDP flex guy um, until further notice. Love Matt Milano, have him a lot of dynasty leagues, but y'all, you can't throw him into your lineup right now. That's your, I mean, that's dangerous, like danger, danger, danger. Uh, Tyrell Adams has been playing lights out the past few weeks. I have another guy have not hyped up enough for the IDP army and I apologize for that. But, um, Tyrell Adams should be in your lineup. He's playing more snaps than Cunningham. He's making big plays. He's making high tackle numbers. Um, if he'd been playing all season, drop my phone. If he'd been playing all season and Bernardrick McKinney had not been in, um, he—I have no doubt in my mind that he would be in the top ten, top fifteen, just based on what I've been seeing him do. All right, got my phone. So, I had one last question here um, from Aaron. Harris 31 Aaron says need to start two linebackers Patrick Queen Kenneth Murray Neville Hewitt and Troy reader now Troy reader is literally on the field right now because the Rams are playing and who Brockers just had a sack I thought it was Troy reader I was gonna be like oh my gosh that's some crazy ass shit um but uh of these guys, two as I said, uh, two of them are rookies. We got Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, and then you got Neville Hewitt, Troy Reader. I would suggest—I mean, I guess at this point you either did or didn't play Reader. I would suggest playing Kenneth Murray and Neville Hewitt. We saw Kenneth Murray have his finally have his breakout game, he had a sack, like thirteen tackles this last week against New England. We know what he's capable of. They've talked about unleashing him. They finally did. He had his big game. He's been getting the snaps consistently. I think that trend is going to continue with him this week. So even though Patrick Queen has been a little more consistent, just because coming into the season, I was more onto Murray, and I still think Murray might be the linebacker one of this class, even though it's take, he hasn't been as prolific as I'd hoped. Um, I think when it's all said and done at the end of the season and we really look at the numbers and look at the seasons they had, uh, I think he's just been a little bit overshadowed by the big play, and we'll realize that. So I'm going to go Kenneth Murray and Neville Hewitt there and bada boom bada bing that's it um that's all the questions i had i know i didn't go super duper into detail i actually had some more questions but um i really you know we'll answer some more stuff on the live cast the idp army live cast on sunday morning myself and steve will be there um yeah join up uh, join the idp army guys and gals i hope you made it to the playoffs i made it to the playoffs in a lot of my leagues it's a bummer the fantasy season is almost over For some people, it is if you only play in a few leagues and maybe you didn't make it. I'm sorry, my friends. We will be putting up IDP content here constantly in the offseason. Steve and I got all kinds of stuff kind of going. Follow along on the Instagram. Well, Instagram. I suck at Instagram, y'all. We have an Instagram at IDP Army. Uh, Follow along on Twitter, though. That's the best place to find us at the IDP Army. And then you can find Steve at the Dynasty Chef. And you can find me at 50 Shades of Drunk make sure you subscribe to the channel tell your friends about it tell your friends about the podcast and yeah we will see you next week hopefully you are still in the running for a championship idp army i appreciate you until next week go kick some ass tell them who sent you
1: let the rain hit the sand build the house on a rock got a plan mm. gotta get stocks keep them bands hear the clock tick blades on the fan used mm. to be mundane on a monday now you have fun day on a Sunday yeah. Cause you switching it up and you living it up